0: We represent you. Attack the short side again. Two paws away. Tedesco potted in. This time it's Kieran's support.
1: We feel
2: you by your presence. Your friend, a start, and from the half he's going to make it. Well, Rooster.
1: Well, Roosters fans, as predicted this time last week on Roosters Radio, we got there. We got the chocolates over the Titans. We might not have got the score right. And I tell you what, we come within a razor's edge of losing that game. But no one cares. As Coach Robinson says, we won it. We don't care. It's a whole new week in finals. It's a whole new week of discussions. And this week, Silky and Bells, we take on our arch nemesis, our arch rivals, the Manly Warringah, Sea Eagles. Well, welcome to Roosters Radio. It's great to be in the second week of the finals. Bells, how do you see it?
3: Wow, what a game on Saturday night. It was nail-biting. I was shaking at the end, that last minute. Oh, I, th- I wish I had a defib at home. I was just, ha- I was having a heart attack. Honestly, it was crazy, but uh, 25 to 24, it was just crazy game boys.
1: Absolutely.
2: It was tough to watch for, from the Roosters standpoint. And uh, yeah, as you rightfully say, Bells, that finish? It was uh heart in mouth. Uh, look, I think it's fair to say that the boys wouldn't have been too happy with their performance. I think we completed about 63%. But I was very happy to see uh, Daniel Tupu in his 200th game score a meat
1: pie. And he's been doing it for a number of seasons now. And uh, I'm just really glad that we got the win. Oh mate, it was just a it was a game of excitement. I mean, the whole weekend of finals, all teams were exceptional. But to have that nail biter for the Roosters, I mean, look, there was a couple of, you know, th- there's some players there that really stood out. Victor Radley, I mean, he is just mm. a, like a Sherman tank. You know, I can't believe him. You'd take him to war with any time. You know, uh, you know, why going off for the calf muscle injury was a, a bit of a disappointment.
2: Well, I, mate, honestly, I think I saw him do one hit. A lot and of then I just didn't, didn't didn't even uh, see him back on the on the field. Obviously, we knew something was amiss there, but. Yeah, yep. he played uh, no part in the game,
1: really. Our captain, I mean, wow. Uh, There's the only word one to, word to describe Teddy is wow. Um, I was very disappointed to see uh, Josh Morris got caught with an escort. That was disappointing, and a penalty, of course, of shewed. But I will give the Titans a bit of a rap. Uh, Jaden Campbell, mate, what an exciting machine! You know, from from an opposition point of view, mass respect. What an exciting young player, and fortunately on a losing side. But I tell you what, he he broke through a few times as well. Well, if you're going to
2: uh, throw away accolades, Bush, what about the uh, the dynamic? young bench player, Sammy Walker, coming on with it all to play for and just icing that field goal. Uh, then that tackle where they came down that side, you know, they got past him once, but he, him and our guest tonight, the one and only James Tedesco, who will be joining us a little bit later on the show. The way they were able to cover those two players. Unbelievable.
1: Wow. And Bells, what do you think? Uh. I mean, Sam Walker, how exciting for that young man to come on And kick us another field goal. Now, he's got most field goals in the season to win games. He holds that record and good on him. But on a debut, just comes on with five minutes to go and says, Yeah, all right, I'll win you the game.
3: Yeah, it's just, it's crazy how young he is. We, you know, to, to do that on Saturday night, to watch 70 minutes of football. You're cold on the bench. You're not in the game. You haven't warmed up. Your, your hands haven't been on the ball. So you come on and the expectation to kick that goal, which was definitely on him, there's one reason that he went on with 10 minutes to go, and that was to f- kick a field goal, and he did it. You know, obviously the first one was a deflection, but he didn't let that get to him. He just got back up and and he kicked it, and it, it, he mentioned that it wasn't a great kick, but it went over the black dot and and we got the win, and he just showed composure and and such a young young man with a with an old head on his shoulders
1: absolutely I mean he steered us around the park really nicely at those last few minutes but I think Silky touched on something that I think all fans will remember is that little tackle that he made you know he come down that uh, side he kind of got brushed off and then made up for it uh, as Teddy came across and then as we all know you know the ball went out in that dying minute we're all thinking oh no uh, you know we're just very very fortunate that they made a decision not to pass the ball but Sam Walker had a hand not just in the field goal but for his attack but his defense, and you can't argue with that. And what what a great achievement it was.
3: And he showed some outstanding speed as well to get that tackle. be brushed off and then to just keep going and tackle. But not only that, just to keep going, the whole team, like that was the last minute, boys. That was the last minute of the game, and they all got back and defended that line. You know, there's a story to it. The Titans could have done one extra pass, and they, you know, potentially could have won the game. But all the players that was the 79th minute of the game and That's they where they're coached. were all getting back there and just I'm just so proud of them they, yep. they're just digging so deep at the moment
1: and it shows you the culture
2: guys on a sour note uh, Sammy Verrall as we uh, record this podcast of course facing the music um, in front of the NRL judiciary Quite an innocuous tackle, mm. but contact with the
1: head—almost accidental, I'd say. It
2: didn't look it was like just a bit of bad look. It's bad luck, but I, I dare say he'll probably miss a week unless they uh, have a bit of success and get it downgraded. So we're hoping to uh, see that he'll be, you know, there on uh, Friday night.
1: Look, you know, uh, unfortunate has contacted the head, so he'll probably he'll probably get a week or or get some sort of penalty there. Um, and it is—it's just one of those unfortunate things, as they all are. But um, yeah, it didn't look like much malice or intent.
2: Another player worth mentioning, guys, I thought it was Angus Crichton on that left that left edge there. Some really tough carries in that Boyd Cordner vein. I think it's that left side, our most potent side. Uh, that's where we score most of our points, it seems.
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a worry when his man bun come out too. I well, wasn't was uh, ever. I was watching him sort of, I was just thinking, and I'm being fair dinkum, I was thinking, geez, I hope this doesn't distract him. And then before you know it, he had the last samurai back on and just got back to his routine because things like that throw you out, right? Because he, he comes on the field. How would his, you know? I don't. Would you but, know? <laughs> well, that's a fair point. But I was, I was feeling it for him. I was
3: channeling. You were hoping.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of channeling, Bush, we're going to be channeling in
2: our very special guest after the break. It's the captain himself, James Tedesco. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back
1: right after this. <laughs> well, we first met this man on a bus on a dark, cold, Mancurian night in the north of England, Silky, heading with the Roosters entourage out. To the Man City versus Aston Villa game. Well, he just showed he collected another award that night. His leadership in the fashion stakes. He was easily the best dressed. I would say with the proximity to Anthony Minicello and Italian heritage, it was a lay down Mazare. Well, I tell you what, he was unbelievable that night too. And, you know, he came to our club in 2018. He delivered a premiership on his debut year. 2019. He delivered that as well. In 2021, He has become our captain and undoubtedly one of the best players in the game. He is a fan favourite at the Roosters. In fact, I have torn my poster of Brad Fittler down from my bedroom and I have put Teddy up. And Silky, I know you've done the same. Roosters fans, all rise as we welcome our captain, James Teddy Tedesco. Welcome, Teddy, to Roosters Radio.
0: What an opening. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was great.
1: Well, mate, thank you for coming on. And uh, I know the fans have been... At us for ages to get you on, and we, we try on Rooster's Radio to just get the players on once a year and just get a bit of insight into how your season has been, and and we've all seen what you've done this year between Origin and, and Rugby League. So, mate, firstly, congratulations.
0: Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long year. It's obviously a lot lots happened with the COVID and moving up to Queensland and sort of a lot of uncertainty. What's what's going to happen? But uh, yeah, we've put ourselves in a good position to to end the year and yeah, being really proud of um, the club and our team, how well we've done this year.
1: Teddy, we always peel it back a little bit for our younger fans here. And I want to take back a young James Tedesco. You've come through the nursery that is St. Greg's just to inspire the next James Tedesco in the red, white, and blue jersey, if there'll ever be one. What were your thoughts back then as you come through the grades? What did you have to do? And did you think, geez, I could make a career out of this?
0: Yeah, for sure. I always had the the dream to play in the NRL and um, started playing for Camden Rams. Our our colours are the same as the Roosters, red, white, and blue. So I was always a Roosters fan growing up and that was sort of a motivation I always wanted to play in those colours in the NRL. So I supported Roosters from from a young age and obviously went uh yeah, went to St. Greg's and sort of came up through the West West Juniors. But yeah, I mean I always just loved footy as a kid. I always I grew up on acreage 250 acres. I was always out there. Dad built footy posts and a you know passing net and all all this sort of stuff to you know just sort of fuel my dream. And um yeah I just enjoyed enjoyed playing footy and and kept working on my skills sort of every day and just just loved it. So um I was always Always keen to get to the NRL, I was lucky enough to, to make it.
1: Sure were. And Teddy, uh, any truth to the rumour that you were approached somewhere in the streets of Lilyfield or Leichhardt by a Greek and Italian, maybe Minicello and uh, Politus <laughs> thrown to the back of a van, made to sign a document that had you here for 10 years and the rest is history?
0: Maybe an offer I can't refuse. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, the old
1: Italian way. No, mate, we're so glad, glad that you made that decision to come across the rooster. So what did you think when you first come to the club?
0: Oh uh, yeah, it was, it's an awesome club. Obviously, I, I I met with Robbo and and Nick before I came, and even just meeting those guys, meeting Robbo and um, you know, his philosophy on coaching and how uh, detailed he was and how how smart he was. It was it was a sort of breath of fresh air and it lured me, wanted me to come to the club and learn more and just coming to the club and just the the way everyone holds themselves around, not just the coaches or the players, but the staff and just everyone at the club were all um you know, working for for one thing and that was to be successful and. Yeah, you sort of notice that straight away within the culture of the club it's hard to sort of explain culture but definitely when you come in for the first time you definitely feel that and um yeah it showed in how how good we came together as a team and that you know when I first came and we were able to be successful two years in a row which is it's pretty hard to do.
2: Teddy when you did arrive at the club was the belief that you'd win a premiership in your first season?
0: I thought I was a chance when I came I mean I didn't, didn't think it would happen first year but then when I sort of come to the club and Guys like Cooper and Boyd and Fendi and, and Jared, and they're always confident no matter what happened during the year, what game we had. Those guys instilled that belief you know, from first day of training, and you definitely felt that. And you could, uh, you know, feel the intensity and um, how hard we trained throughout the preseason. That you know, success was what everyone was was working for, and uh, yeah, it just sort of. I, mean, I think I remember in 'eighteen we didn't really start that well, but then, as I said, those leaders, especially Cooper, you know, his experience of being, um, you know, winning premierships have definitely shone through and he just, just kept reiterating the harder we work at training then that's how the success will come and definitely, um, yeah, taught me a lesson in that whereas you didn't have to come up with anything fancy or anything different. We just had to keep working hard at training and the results showed.
1: Teddy, speaking of experience, I mean, you come across to the Roosters with with plenty of it and, uh, you know, so much progression in your game but uh, you had players like Victor Radley alongside you and some guys that hadn't had that much experience. How important is their game and, and you know you being aligned with them being in, in your progress so far
0: yeah it's funny when I when I came across I didn't really know who, who Rads was I remember the I remember Nat Butcher and I sort of I think he debuted the year before I came so I was sort of asking him, I thought I thought Rads was Nat Butcher actually when I first came I didn't didn't know who was who, and he wouldn't appreciate that Rads but I remember <laughs> Rads at training he was only 18 or 19 I think and I was like this kid's this kid's pretty good he's pretty special and there's a lot of the other young guys Billy Smith was my when I first game he was just starting and um, Lockheed Lamb and, and guys like that so there's a lot of guys who have sort of seen progress and mature over the years and uh, it's been it's been great to see guys like that I mean when you first I remember when I first came I was coming to first grade as a young kid to sort of you get a bit um, blown away by you know who's there and how hard the training is but to see the guys how well they've um, you know matured as players and how good a footy they're playing now it's, it's really cool to play alongside them guys and see how I see them grow.
3: Teddy, speaking of Rad's, uh, when you came to the club in 2018, he was your roomie. I believe you guys lived together. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. your first introduction to the eastern suburbs. Can you give us something on him? Give us a story that we can rev him yeah. up when we speak to him next.
0: Uh, it's pretty funny. When I first came, I still lived in Hunters Hill, and uh, I was looking to move out to the east, and Rad's was living with his dad, I think, and he wanted to move out there. So like, we only knew each other for about three months. I'm like, oh, let's just move into. A place in Kooji together, and um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know about any stories. He's a—it's <laughs> funny, Rad He goes all day, and then gets to about eight o'clock, and he just—it's like he's a kid. He just has to sleep. He just—he needs his needs his rest, and its, it's funny because he's up at six o'clock, going all day, high energy. He's, he's always out, but then he dies when he when he gets home. So early real story. Yeah, he's always early Benny He loves his sleep. But he—he's um. No, he was a great roommate. We didn't really cook or, or do. I think we we're <laughs> out for dinner or we eat every night, but. We were successful. We won a premiership, so we can't complain.
2: (laughs) Teddy, I want to talk about this season. Everyone else is, but from a man who's leading our great club and the challenges and the ups and downs that have been part of this season, how would you describe it?
0: I think it's been really successful. I think um, it's been a lot of learning. I think Robbo said it as well. It's been a big learning curve for him as well, Whereas there's been a lot of things go against us. Obviously, there's season-ending injuries to key players, retirements, and... Uh, suspensions and just a lot of things that didn't haven't really gone our way, but the fight uh, that we've shown, I think it's been a really proud year for the club. I think a lot of fans are and just people in general are feeling that where they're really proud of how good we've gone with a lot of, a lot of the setbacks we've had. So, um, my first year as captain, I'm really proud to, to captain these guys, and I think the most pleasing thing is, is getting a lot of these young guys playing their best footy, which has been awesome for me to see. And a lot of them, a lot of these guys feel confident in themselves to. Uh, express themselves on the field so um yeah seeing these guys get better every week and our team getting better because of that is is really pleasing to see
2: leadership is it something that comes easy to you
0: it didn't I think maybe now it does I think um when I was a young kid I was obviously just trying to take in and learn as much as possible I think when I first come to the club I really learned a lot of the leaders like Cooper and Boyd and Jared and Frendy and um taking a lot in I think now it does come a bit naturally and I think Robbo says that to me a lot of times. I don't need to try and force that leadership. Just need to try, just be myself, and um, those guys will follow. So, um, still, still striving to to learn more and to be a better leader. But I feel like the path I'm on has been been pretty good. And, and what
2: style of leader are you? Are you like we've spoken to Friendy and Boyd, who as a that their actions speak louder than words. Do you have a chat on the field? I know you're probably directing traffic from fullback, but what is your mm. leadership style?
0: Yeah, a bit of both. I feel like, um, especially this year. I mean, a lot of the younger guys, there's not much i have to trying to communicate for them and communicate as much as possible to make sure we're all connected. So there is a lot of talk for me, especially at fullback, but trying to lead the boys around in attack and defence. But yeah, I think naturally it's more, more action, um, lead by my actions. But I think uh, the communication part's definitely grown in me and I feel like I'm, I'm getting a lot better.
1: Yeah, I'm going to um, take Silky to PSM after this. He obviously has not going to be watching the games as close, mate. Teddy's an action man, haven't you seen it? <laughs> Question i got, though, riffing on that, Teddy. And, and your actions speak louder than words, mate. No one covers more ground than you do. No one's in different positions. No one sort of wraps around the back. We all see it. Um, obviously, Silky needs a, a colour TV, but... um your leadership, when you've got a refereeing decision and you want to challenge that, I love, you did it a couple of weeks ago and we went, thank God, Teddy challenged that. What goes through your head? Is it, ah, bugger this? I mean, obviously you can't use maybe some words, but what goes through your head for this captain's challenge and and how you approach it?
0: Yeah, the addressing the referees is probably one thing I've really had to learn. for the At the start, it was sort of hard because usually I just, if it was a call went against us or I had to challenge them, I sort of just let it go and not really think about it too much. And wouldn't really dwell on it. Whereas now as a captain, I sort of have to address the referee with certain calls and sort of voice my opinion sometimes. So that was sort of a bit of a learning for me. And um, with these challenges, it's hard sometimes. I think James was on, on the weekend. It was the first 10 minutes. So I wouldn't want to use it, but he was he was uh, confident that he didn't give away a penalty, but that didn't go uh, away. And then some are just, yeah, it's sort of hard to get a balance sometimes. I don't like to listen to any front rowers or wingers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Gus Gold said I, that, didn't he? I
3: was, I was going yeah. to ask you that. Who won't you listen to?
0: <laughs> yeah, Jared. I think Jared got me a few weeks ago. It was the first 10 or 15 minutes, and he was looking him in the eyes saying challenge. And I didn't want to do it, but I did it. And I think we and he and it was like, successful. So I let Jared get, Jared get away with that, but wouldn't usually back him.
3: Now, um, Teddy, we just touched on Bush mentioned you are all over the park in your game like one minute you're over the left side you're the right side obviously in that fullback position you're everywhere the progression of your game has come in leaps and bounds and you're just playing outstanding but I wanted to talk about you're one of the fittest players in the game your motor is huge we actually got a sneak peek of where that was stalled on Saturday night where the old duds went down but um <laughs> hey <whoa. laughs> your fitness teddy um you have this ability to be able to rapidly recover as well. The mm. endurance, where does that come from?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I've been asked this a bit lately. I think a lot of it's mental. I think naturally I'm I'm pretty fit. I was always a sort of a fit kid and, and loved my sports and was always good at sort of long-distance events and stuff like that. But um, I think mentally plays a big part. For me, I just always want to be on, on every play. I don't want to miss an opportunity. So I think that's a big part of, of why I'm sort of popping up in all around the field and, and wanted to get um, in different positions. So I think, yeah, mentally, I just yeah just having that mental toughness in terms of wanting to get on every play and not miss a play. And I think the fitness just just comes naturally from playing a lot of footy and that 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 footy fitness. Yeah, it's just pretty pretty common. So um, I don't. Know, so I feel like I don't work on my fitness too much, but then the more games of footy I play, which is a lot, I sort of just keep that keep that footy fitness.
2: Teddy, the, the talent pool in the number one position across a number of clubs as you know, it's probably been the best that there has ever been, you know, we're coming up against Manly this week with turbo, but when you have those one-on-one battles, is that something that you think about, you know, prior to running out on the field, winning that battle against the opposition number one?
0: Nah, I get asked this a bit. I don't want to think about that too much. I feel like if I try and take it uh, personally against the opposition fullback, then it sort of takes away my, my goal for the game. So, if I'm, I'm worried about the opposition fullback or trying to beat him, then that takes away my natural game. And I'm, I'm too much focused on that. I just, I try not to, yeah, put too much focus on that and just trying to focus on my own game, my own team. And then I know if i am got my full focus on that, then that'll bring out my best footy. So, I know, I know it's, it's a talking point of, you know, opposition fullbacks. And there's obviously so many great ones in that game. But for me personally, it's just about uh, my own performance and, and getting the best out of my team.
1: Teddy, I know in a second Bells is going to ask you about uh, the influence of Trent Robinson and, and, and everything on your career and her husband Mick played at the Roosters and, and, and he got a player number and he went went to school with Robbo but is there someone in your family uh, in particular or someone from a young coach? We ask this of every player and it's quite funny the, the the different responses we get. Who's had a big influence on your career that maybe is not as well known or it could be someone in the family or whatever that you, know, you appreciate?
0: Oh, dad's always the... I mean, he's the one who sort of helped me achieve my dream was you know take me to training and building or uh helping me in every afternoon with with footy and um you know getting me to where i am but i probably um my manager at the moment he's probably he wasn't my manager but i've sort of known him for about six years and he was sort of a, a guy i lent on uh for mental health where i sort of went through a lot of injuries and setbacks early in my career and i sort of found him to just to talk to you know my confidence was pretty low and i sort of had a lot of worries when I was going into games. So uh, I sort of talked to him once a week about just getting my head clear and making sure whenever I ran out of the field, I had no worries and I was just um, focused on playing that game. So he was a guy I met sort of 2015 and I still, he's my manager today. So I still talk to him very often and he's a guy I make sure I talk to every week just to get my mind clear before a game. And um, it's definitely, it helped me bucket loads massively. Um, the, The mental health it's sort of not really talked about too much but having a, a clear mind um, is a huge part of, of, of being a successful footy player
1: and Teddy can I ask you I mean you've touched on a, a terrific topic which segues for everyone in, in all walks of life but in particular sport what does a young player do to prepare or does he reach out i mean it's a, it's a huge thing to hear our captain say that he reached out with those sort of um, you know moments uh, because no one talks about it As much as they probably should, and to hear you talk about it is so amazing and brave, and we appreciate it. What has a young player got to do? Just what's the first step to take when he's feeling a bit like that with injury or adversity?
0: Yeah, it'd be just to talk to someone, someone you trust. I think, yeah, especially for me, it was a lot of of sort of negative thoughts, I guess, when I first started about injuries and and worry. So just having someone to talk to and clear that out of your mind is a is a huge part. So someone you trust. I mean, doesn't if it's a family member or it could be a coach or or someone that. I feel comfortable talking to, but just, yeah, it, it definitely helps just, just talking out about it because the more you hold it in the, the, and try and shy away from it, then it, it can sort of blow off a bit later. So definitely just airing it and, and talking about it and getting your mind clear is a, is a big thing.
1: And Teddy, is there something, you know, holistically, I mean, talking about it's a huge, huge step. Is there something you do as part of your routine or preparation, be it breathing, meditation, um, visualization? Is there something that you do as James Tesco to get through that?
0: Yeah, breathing Breathing's a huge one. Um, before the game, definitely making sure I'm yeah into my breathing. And uh, I feel like whenever I'm overthinking about something that could happen on a game, I make an error, or something that doesn't go away, or something that doesn't go my way, it's um, you know, just getting to my breathing and just feeling feeling myself in the moment. I feel like uh, that's definitely a big one when you, can, when you get caught up in the game overthinking things and um, thinking about the last player or, or something that didn't, um, you know, an error that didn't go your way, then... Um, you're missing the moment. So just definitely getting back into my breathing, slowing things down and, you know, feeling the grass beneath my feet and getting back in the moment.
1: And Teddy, just last on this topic, and thank you for sharing with us. I mean, you look fearless out on the field and the fans just expect, as soon as we see you run out, we see the number one, we know who it is. You see the, you know, image of James Tedesco, we get so much confidence. And we just hear about you talking about what you need to do to keep that confidence. What is it you fear?
0: Uh, I think uh, sometimes, yeah, I mean, especially with being the captain, I, I fear for the the whole team's performance. I want us all to, to play well and I want us all to win. So I guess as a captain, you sort of can feel that bit of weight sometimes. And if I let that get to me, then, then that weighs me down. So um, again, I'm not responsible for our whole team's performance. I, I focus on myself and bring the best out of the whole team by, by being me and, and playing my best footy. So I think that's the, that's the sort of that I take out of it.
3: With the weight of footy, Teddy, what what is it that you do away from footy to pass your time? What is, what does Teddy enjoy?
0: I love my golf. I was just finishing yes. playing golf, that's why I pushed it back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we all love golf here, Teddy. We'll have to get you for the Roosters Radio Championship.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was just me and Lockie just went out and uh, had a bit of a quick nine in the Arbo, and it was a bit cooler. So, yeah, if I have a day off for a bit of bit of time to spare, I just it's good to. I love. I mean, I'm, I didn't play that well the Arbo, but.
3: What's
0: your um, handicap? About 15.
3: Oh, nice.
0: So Not, not too bad, but I just it's just enjoyable being out there and sometimes you can get stuck sort of sitting at home or on your phone or on the TV. So I like just getting out and enjoying the company, enjoying the scenery.
2: And, mate, what about the kids' books? My kids got one. Both my daughters, you're their favourite player. Tell us the story of how Hattrick Teddy and Red V Blue came about and is there going to be another, uh, another instalment soon?
0: Yeah, it was uh, yeah really cool. The Macmillan, the publisher, sort of approached me and asked me if I was interested in yeah making some some children's books and I thought it was a really good good fit. I mean, I always get along with kids and uh, I've just got such a good energy and happiness about them. So I thought, of, yeah, it was fit very well. I sort of talked about yeah my childhood and growing up in Menangal and my dream to play CNRL. So it, was, it was all sort of uh, fitted in really well and I just enjoyed going back and sort of reminiscing on my childhood. I mean, I, I included my mates in it. Um, you know, my schools and Keanu Rams as well. So it was all about my, my childhood and we only wrote the two books. I haven't really um, got any progress on any more, but who knows maybe in the future.
1: Teddy, uh, you know, we've got a game this week against Manly. We've had uh, such a great season and in your words, you know, we've achieved so much and you're really proud of it. What do we have to do to uh, to beat our opposition this weekend?
0: Uh, we've got to complete better. That, that wasn't good last week and we let, Times have too many, uh, too many opportunities and if you do that against Manly they've, they've got a much better attack so they'll definitely take advantage of that but I think there's a good blueprint that Storm showed where uh, they just completed and, and kicked the corners and didn't let Manly have too much ball and they just sort of made the most of the opportunities to Storm so there's definitely opportunities for us we've just got to um, complete better for sure and, and just get into a live ball period with them and I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident if we do that we'll, we can run over the top of them and and um, score some points. Absolutely.
1: Teddy, finally, um, Coach Trent Robinson, he has become a real enigma at this club and I think he'll be there for a long time in in, in some sort of role and uh, he'll certainly, they'll look to make a statue of him at at the ground somewhere eventually because he's done so much for the club and he's mentored so many. What does he mean to you and, and, you know, can you describe Robbo to our fans in your words?
0: Yeah, he's a a mentor for sure. He's, um, yeah, the best coach I've ever had. He's just so detailed and, smart with everything he does week to week he, I mean every year he finds a new yeah a new plan but a new fire for us to go after and just it's a you know this year we're sort of uh, on the warrior line we just wanted us to to be like type warriors on the field and off the field as well and um, it's just a motivator as well the, the, what he's done for you know this year for um, our team we've, we've gone through a lot but bringing the young kids in and getting them to play so well and having the confidence in them it's just awesome and he's he's been the I um, mean, him and, and fitzy and king as well have all been so good but yeah robo every week just finds a, a new motivation for us to get up for and instills that belief in this week in week out so yeah he's, he's been awesome
2: well teddy on behalf of all roosters fans we have loved watching you play this year in fact every year that you've been at the club our uh, best of luck on the weekend and may the rich vein of form continue thanks for joining us on roosters radio
0: Thanks, guys. Cheers. Appreciate it.
3: welcome back to roosters radio what a great interview with teddy that was boys just to hear from him this time of the year and to get his insight on the season that we've had it it was just outstanding to have that chat with him
2: yeah look it's probably his debut interview on roosters radio we, mm. we were lucky enough to catch him a couple of years ago when he was living with victor but uh a real revealing interview i gotta say there bush uh, you know hearing about a few demons that he's battled with uh you know throughout his career fascinating interview and uh Look, we're in good hands with Teddy with the scene next to his name.
1: Absolutely. And I think, Suki, when someone shows that sort of leadership through vulnerability, it speaks volumes for the man. And I think that, you know, he's in a perfect position to mentor had a huge amount of injuries this year. So now knowing that about him, and what a great insight, and thanks, Teddy, for sharing it, he can actually help those young players come along who've been ravaged by injury this season and help them get back on track because his form, as Bell's, you said, is just incredible right across the park.
3: Well, boys, semi-final time now, Friday night up in Mackay, 10 to 8 p.m. kickoff, taking on the Sea Eagles. How do you see it?
2: Well, we have to improve. I'm telling you right now, um, Teddy just said in the interview, we've got to improve particularly with our completions. I did like what he had to say there. I, I sensed some confidence too that, you know, our game is on the up. Uh, there's some huge strike players in the Manly side and, and an old an old war horse in Kieran Foran uh, ordering them around the park. So they're going to be a very formidable opposition. Sudden death. Uh, so it's all on the line. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the match, i got to say.
1: Going to be a great match. I mean, Silky, you just touched on it. I didn't realise until the commentary on the weekend that we have got the worst completion rate in the NRL. And, uh, you know, it was a really shocking stat. But if we hold the ball this weekend and we stick to what we've always done since Robbo took us over in 2013, that is defence, build the Bondi wall, I think we're a big chance. So I'm calling Roosters 16, Manly 12. Bells, your thoughts?
3: Yes, it's going to be a tough one. Um, You know, a few of those Manly players have got some big game experience up their sleeves. So we're just going to have to dig deep again, which we've been doing every week. And we're, you know, top six now. So just super proud of the boys and just another big effort on Friday night. I think we're going to get up. It's going to be another close one. I'm
2: tipping 26 to 24. Yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be a close game. One of my favourite ever Roosters games was that nail bite. I think it was 8-6 a few years ago when we played Manly. If you look across the field, I mean, match-up for match-up, it's pretty balanced 1 through 17. I mean, if you go into the forwards, you've got Marty to Power up against JWH all the way down to the fullbacks in, uh, you know, Turbo v Teddy. So... As I said, there's plenty of mouthwatering matchups. It's going to be a great game. It'll be a fast track up there, so I think there'll be a fair few points scored. And with that in mind, I'm going to say Roosters
1: 28, Manly 24. Well, there you have it, fans. Absolutely silky. Manly 24, eh? Big high scoring game.
2: No, that's right, Bush. I think there'll be plenty of points uh, in the game on Friday night. Well, that's it for another episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guest, author club captain, New South Wales captain, and Australian captain, the one and only James Tedesco. You've been listening to Roosters Radio,
1: east to Win. win.
2: You've been listening to a Radio Hub production. For more information, visit radiohub.com.au.